Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. It is 10.30 on a beautiful, beautiful fall day here in Florida. Um, living up to its, uh, uh, the notion of this a wet season and a dry season. And boy, are we in the dry season. Just gorgeous. Uh, this is my fourth show in a row. That's sometimes more shows than I do in six months. But I do this, as I said uh, earlier, uh, for my mental health, for a feeling that uh, maybe I can make a small difference in preventing or changing uh, the catastrophe that may be falling us uh, because of what happened in the election of 2016 and the emergence of a Donald Trump as the leader of our country and the free world. Um, today's topic I want to talk about was really stirred by a, an article I read, a number of articles, that will lament that our country is over, it's finished, it'll never be the same, uh, and the last shreds of civility uh, will be ripped from us, and there will be marching uh, by neo-Nazis in the street. And I don't question that that could happen. Nor do I question uh, the damage that's going to be done in the next years to our environment, our already fragile environment, uh, by the people being appointed to oversee um, the protection of our environment uh, and the American policies of dealing with it. On the other hand, the notion that somehow something startling has happened is to me, on a number of levels, a fantasy. The, I have now lived through uh, World War II. I was born in World War II. Uh, I didn't know it at the time. Uh, Korea, uh, then Vietnam, which I believe was as dangerous uh, as anything that happened or will happen from Trump, even though uh, we took our tribalism overseas and uh, bombed a lot of uh, yellow people in a way that I don't think we would ever have done to white people or an area of whites. Uh, I think it's no accident that the atomic bomb was dropped on Japan and not Germany. The uh, racial differences uh, provide a, a, a view of tribalism at its best. And that's really, uh, to me, looking at things from a larger perspective and asking why does racial hatred and fear exist? Why does bigotry exist as it does? And then under what conditions does bigotry uh, submerge itself? And I don't believe that human beings will ever reach a point where, uh, as our religions try to teach us, uh, justice and love of each other will become the fully dominant and in control story of our behavior. Why? 
they love is as potent and the love of family uh, and the desire to create, I believe, are as potent as anything else and written by evolution. They're in our nature, but also in our human nature, uh, in our reptilian brain is a, a mechanism that fires when we uh, feel ourselves to be in danger when we feel threatened. And we have, through evolution, become tribal animals. Animals that depend for our existence and our survival and for all of the good and bad things in our lives on other people. And the closer that those people are in perception to our own genes the more loyal and the more loving we tend to be. Fault lines occur based upon all kinds of uh, desires to be a member of a tribe. It can be baseball, uh, clearly religion in the last, in all of human history. What does God look like and who does God love the most? Which, uh, uh, how does God favor our tribe? How will God protect our tribe? The, the desire for a leader who can come and save us, uh, whether it's a poet or a writer, or as most often, a warrior. We now have uh, the stated warrior in the White House, or will have him, uh, in January. The, the story emerges from our genes. We know on some level, often not thinking, that the people like us, who like what we like, who believe what we believe, who worship the same God, who worship the same goals, and in America, the main goal to be worshipped is money, and the prestige it gives you, and the right toys. You are better if you drive a BMW than if you drive a Ford. It's felt, it's palpable. And while that is fostered by the culture, its roots, I believe, are in evolution. They're there, always. Uh, I have felt that we gave up a lot of our moral uh, uh, guidance when we went into Vietnam. And certainly what we're living through now in the Middle East, the horror of the most primitive tribalism uh, in which um, my tribe, my religious tribe, doesn't see the humanity in your tribe. And I can slaughter you and I can be cruel to you in the most unimaginable ways because I don't see you as human. You are less than human than me. You are the danger to me that must be snuffed out. It's not merely that I have to fight for my survival, but my morality tells me to be a great warrior and winning and defeating you now and for all times to slaughter your very gene pool will only 
make me safe and then gets expressed as the highest of virtues. Our warriors are our highest virtue. So, we went into Iraq for all the wrong reasons. We stepped into a 700-year sectarian war between different Muslim groups. Um, We stepped in again, as we did during the Middle Ages, when uh, it was decided we needed to have crusades in the name of Jesus Christ. And we went and slaughtered the Muslims, who in turn slaughtered us. And the resentments, the deeply held resentments and feelings of moral superiority based upon whether Muhammad or Jesus Christ or Moses was the prophet most uh, to be admired and respected and, and to be killed for, no matter how these individuals said, don't kill, don't kill, don't be tribal in a primitive way. Um, it's never been, it's never been uh, uh, exterminated. It's never been held fully under control. And part of what we're now going through really is the rise, the slow rise of white secular uh, and religious Uh, tribalism in the United States. Please, folks, we've been practicing slavery. We fought a war to end slavery in a legal, political way uh, in the 1860s. But what happened afterwards uh, really never uh, uh, allowed us, or never really showed a will to look at people of different color and say they are just as human as us. They bleed like we do, and they all bleed red. Um, This has been sitting and festering for a long time, and the economic uh, uh, humiliation of that section of the tribe of white uh, bread earners who do not have the necessary skills to uh, go with the uh, production system based upon advanced technology or skills involved with, uh, uh, that come from a higher education uh, has unleashed what was always there, just now given a different justification for its fuller emergence. I don't know whether we'll survive it, I don't know whether things will ever go back to the way they were. But on the other hand, I don't want things to go back to the way they were. The pretense that we are not tribal, the pretense that we don't love war, the pretense that men can look at women as as bitches, as cunts, the pretend that women can see men as animals who want nothing but sex, the pretense that my God, uh, who created me to look just like him, isn't better than your God. The pretense that we're not tribally divided on the basis of economics, the house we live in, the society, the the part of the society we live in, the neighborhood we live in, the baseball team uh, that we worship. Uh, I watched the Cubs beat the uh, Cleveland 
Uh, I didn't watch much of it, but I was excited by it. I like to see the the underdog after a hundred some odd years win a World Series. Um, your life is in danger at many football games and baseball games if you stand at the seventh inning stretch or you show too much loyalty uh, to the visiting team if you're sitting near the home team. Add some alcohol, add some drugs, and you have a popping of tribal animosity, of justifiable homicide, of vengeance, festering uh, of vengeance that can emerge especially with the right leader who gives voice, as Trump has so beautifully done, to your grievances. So, that is how the story is written. And we're never going to unwrite that story in any full way. So, I come on the air, and I'm going to come on the air as often as I can to have as many people listen to me. And join me uh, in, in uh, and by the way, let me just add, one of my heroes in many ways is David Brooks. Not perfect, uh, a, a good Republican who overlooked so much of the festering uh, racism and, and bigotry uh, in the Republican Party since the emergence of Ronald Reagan and his Southern strategy which was uh, clearly a hundred some odd years after, uh, uh, less than a hundred years after slavery, uh, echoing that uh, part of American history. The, uh, but who has now sort of become post-political. And he says it's time uh, we stop our individual uh, desires for wealth and power and become more involved socially, and that we have to look at our values in a deeper way. And for me, it's changing the story we live by and changing it in a number of ways, all of which I've been talking about for a long time now on my show and my classrooms when I was teaching. And while I don't practice this as well as I would like, I really am going to try harder to employ what I learned as a psychologist working with sometimes angry, always, but always suffering human beings to help them see a way to change their story and live better, live differently, and in a way, live better. How is that? One is to try to keep my thinking about people from being judgmental to try and understand. I did so much better with the people I work with and with many of my students than I do with the people I live among. I use the word stupid and asshole far too much, and I am really going to make an effort, a real effort, to stop using those terms, to be more tolerant and open in discussing things with people who will be willing to discuss if I can get them to participate and discuss. I really hope that if I continue doing this, uh, it's going to be at different times of the day. 
Um, I'm not going to be able to do this. I really don't want to do this in the evening and pay a lot of money to do it. Uh, I think if I do this over time, uh, based on my schedule, my golf schedule and, and other things, people will start to follow and they get notification on Facebook and Twitter and uh, those who participate, the many who participated Blog Talk Radio, and we'll call in and we can have discussions. Secondly, uh, I will continue to read as long as I live. Uh, I was educated in a way that taught me to love the humanities. I see psychology more, less as a science and more as belonging to the humanities, of making up stories and helping people change stories. You could put numbers to things and you can count the number of ways people behave, and I'm perfectly agreeable to that, who, those who enjoy it. But I believe that the work and what I learned doing psychotherapy, putting therapy in quotes, because once again... I wasn't curing illness, I, which is, which is in, in, in when you call somebody mentally disturbed or ill or disordered for their behavior, you're blocking understanding and making a moral judgment that prevents understanding. People don't need cure. They need dialogue. They need uh, attention. They need affection. They need understanding. And I'm always amazed. I'll do a show sometime about how little it sometimes takes for someone to be heard and hear themselves saying what in their lives has been unsayable to make profound changes in their perception of the world and the story they live by. We have turned our educational system from top to bottom into a system that helps people make money. And while money is important, you need it to live the joy of life comes from art and music and literature and dance, all of them, the arts, all of the humanities that give us perspective, poetry, literature. We've taken them out. We're destroying the curriculum. It started when I was a young man and Sputnik, Russia put Sputnik up in the, in the orbit before we did and everybody had to take science and, and math because otherwise America couldn't be saved. Well, we have a lot more math and science and America is not being saved. We have great technology and I love technology, but not when the technology becomes more important than the human lives and the human beings who are supposed to use their technology for their good, not be mastered by the technology, not be told that the robot is coming and you are no longer needed. This is a problem I'll talk about often. Uh, in fact, my next show I'm going to talk about uh, a movie called uh, Things to Come. Uh, by H.G. Wells and the, uh, the book and the movie, which I, I think today is more powerful uh, uh, and should be read by everybody. Anyway, um, read to your children, read to each other, read good literature. Uh, in the last year, I have read a book by Kate Atkinson, A Garden Runes, which is just 
to me, breathtaking. You don't have to read a lot and read well to, be, to grasp the meaning and the beauty of her words and the story and the perspective she brings. Because when we read, when we listen to music, we are entering in the mind of another human being who has spent a lot of time trying to say something and say it in a humanistic way. The politics we need is a politics of humanism, the politics of Gandhi, not the politics of power. Uh, I watched this last year as even I participated in the fantasy that we needed a savior and Hillary Clinton would be the savior. We put all our eggs in the basket called Hillary and it wasn't enough. So, I think I'm going to end my show. Read, discuss, go to a concert. I don't care what concert. Some of the best music I listen to today, because my wife won't let me listen to my music in the car, is rock and roll and, and rock and folk and folk rock. Some of the stuff is sophisticated and beautiful and wonderful. And by the way, uh, two days ago, was it yesterday or two days ago, Leonard Cohn, passed away, uh, a giant of music, musical composition and songs. Uh, and I was watching yesterday before I went to sleep, uh, 1,500 people sing Hallelujah, uh, one of his great songs. Um, just, just exquisite, reaches deep into our hearts and our souls and makes us want to be better people. So listen to music. There is more, and I sound so old-fashioned, there's more to life than making money. Because once money becomes everything, you can never have enough money. In any event, the sermon is over. I hope there's something practical in this. Uh, I mean it to be practical. Uh, as Michael Jackson said, you've got to change the man in the mirror. And I will continue to do this show. And not only because I love it, uh, but I want to reach out to as many people as possible because we are on the precipice. If we go, if the world goes fully tribal, if we continue to ignore what's going on in the Middle East, literally millions of people, millions of children being exposed to violence, not having food, not being educated, uh, we will have no planet at all. We will have what Khrushchev said to Kennedy. He said, an hour after World War III, hour after we fire the nukes, there will be the dead and those who wish they were. We are on the precipice. So I've done my duty for today. I will go and try to be nice to people today. Um, I'm going to end my episode. If anybody wants to contact me, they can. They can send me a message on this show. Uh, they can call. Uh, let me see. Okay, that's enough. Goodbye. Have a great day.